0: This is Mindful Conversations with Matt and Rob. Hello. So good that you have tuned in to this Christmas version of (laughs) Mindful Conversations. We appreciate you tuning in. It is a Christmas theme today, and we're talking about the merry and not so merry parts of Christmas. Yes. And so... um, This idea came as just a sobering reality that as we celebrate holidays, such as Christmas, um, it can both be a very joyous anticipation of goodness and it at the same time can be a not-so-merry time of the year. Definitely. For
1: many people, it's not
0: very merry. So the, the duality or the dueling realities that for one person, there is joy and anticipation. The snow, it's actually supposed to snow the Mm -hmm. days before Christmas. We could have a white Christmas. And at the same time, there can be just devastating loss or a mix in between. So yeah. The, the merry and not-so-merry parts of Christmas. It can be very ambivalent. So there is the, the, the angle of this conversation. Are you ready to duel it out? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm ready to explore. <laughs> if, if I'm honest, here we are on the 13th of December, and it feels like I've had a super busy October November and now December. And I don't feel like I've landed. Yeah. In the, in the midst of a lot of travel. You have been traveling. And I don't feel like I'm in the Christmas spirit.
1: That's understandable.
0: Um, Just distraction. Yeah. Um, accomplishing a lot of, really good experiences in the midst of these last, you know, two and a half months, um, you know, spent Thanksgiving down in, in Georgia with my daughter, Kaylin, um, going out to Oklahoma in October with my wife, um, just got back from Kansas City um, this past weekend, got to go in. I'm from Kansas, for those of you that don't know. And uh, my niece... Sarah, shout out to, to Sarah. She may not ever listen to this, but um, she graduated with her master's in marriage and family therapy from Kansas State University. Congratulations. Yeah, my alma mater. Yep. That, that's where I went to school. My wife went to school there for her master's and PhD in grain science. And um, so got to go back to Manhattan, Kansas. We call it the little apple. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, got to just spend a brief afternoon on campus and got to see Sarah um, graduate. And that was just a lot of fun to be with my, my sisters, my three sisters. But it was such a whirlwind trip because we flew in on f- Thursday evening and then all day Friday with ceremony for the graduation. And then Saturday was connecting with family Got to see my nephew, Jacob, and his girlfriend, Lily. They have a band, a couple bands, actually. Got to go see them perform. That was really exciting. Up on Sunday, visited my new niece, nice. my, my great niece, um, um, Willa, who was born in October. And then, boom, fly out back to Michigan, get in at 8.30, drive back, get home by 11, 11 hit the ground running, back to work on Monday. (laughs) I'm tired just listening to it. And I'm not boasting about this. It's just the rhythm of my life and how I feel like that's interfering with my ability to land and and sit with the reality of of Christmas.
1: So it's not so merry
0: at this point in time. I don't have the merry part of Christmas, gotcha. Yet I haven't, <laughs> I haven't felt the merry
1: part of Christmas.
0: That that yet I long for it, I desire it, but I, I think just life circumstances have intruded, and I'm trying to find that rhythm. It does seem like life is busier
1: coming into the holidays or going into the holidays and the holidays historically for many people are busy. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like we're getting a double dose of busyness. Yes. Which makes it hard to kind of sit back and feel the merry side of this holiday.
0: What? what does merry mean to you i mean what if we say merry christmas um what's your read on being merry I, I don't know if i've ever thought about it um
1: i think for me it means like the traditional answers spending time with the kids and the family um hanging out with friends um i I celebrate the reason for the season. I, I think that's important. So, the spiritual side of this holiday is significant for me and our family. Um, I think enjoy, to me, I think the Mary means I'm enjoying the people I love and I want to be with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: That's. That's just off the top of my head what I would say is the merry to
0: me. So are you are you in the merry portion of Christmas now? Yeah, I was listening to
1: you and I was thinking about it. I think I've been trying to get it. Because I like the Christmas shows that are traditional or that I grew up with or that the kids and I watched while they were growing up. So that kind of helps put me in the spirit. So I've been flirting with that. Um, I've been listening to Christmas music um, more frequently. And then as we drive around, you know, listening to that. So I'm, I don't know that I'm in the merry, but I, I, I'm moving in that direction. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm excited to see the kids for Christmas and some of our friends that we, don't get to see on a regular basis.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I, uh, we have been decorating the house Mm. over the course of the past couple of weeks. My wife doing the majority of the decorating going up into the, what would I call my attic? (laughs) it's a (laughs) walk-up attic it's like you don't want to go up there (laughs) there's animals that live up there so she she bravely uh got up there and got her christmas stuff and brought it down and she's thank god she's decorated the house that helps me notice yeah uh, the elements of christmas um uh we normally will go to a Christmas tree farm to, uh, harvest a, a live tree. Okay. And so we live in battle Creek and, and we go to a, a farm just outside of battle Creek. And in the last couple of years, they don't allow us any longer to go onto the farm to cut our own tree. We have oh. to buy whatever they've cut and brought out. Well, that we got there on a week ago, Saturday in the afternoon, and, um, the trees that they had out were too short. We looked for about a seven or an eight foot tree. Which okay. And we trim the bottom. And so we were kind of disappointed. We were looking for options. And then the guy said, Hey, we're, we're currently cutting some more trees. I think around your size preference, um, just hold on. And, um, so we hung out, it was cold, but we hung out and, uh, other people were also kind of hanging out. Right. And so the truck shows up and they start offloading these trees while well, it became kind of a competition. Yeah. So Deanne runs over and grabs hold of one and the other trees were getting brought out and other people were like grabbing hold of those trees. And so you basically you had one shot to accept. <laughs> so we had to accept the tree that she had her hands on, otherwise we would be out. Right. And so um, it ended up being like one of those Fraser furs or what have you that are more pokey. Yeah. And so it's a little pokier, but it's okay. It's not like a Charlie Brown tree? No, but it's like our tradition is our, 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 our chi, you know, the, 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 the essence of our tradition has been interrupted. Yeah. And so that kind of played into it. And I'm not trying to be like a Debbie Downer. Right. But it's the not so merry part of Christmas. And just to make matters maybe a little bit more complex, when we were home in Kansas City, one of our loved ones reported a health issue that is not great. And thank God that they shared the details so we can partner with them in support and prayer. Yeah. But. For them, Christmas is going to be about surgery right, and dealing with a health crisis. And so I'm brought into that as well. Yeah, the holidays
1: crisis and, I guess, pain and suffering, they don't respect the holidays. It's not like the holidays... You know, something
0: magically happens and you don't have to deal with the realities of life. Yeah. And so as I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about the concept that we've been talking about recently, the idea of resiliency. Yeah. And, um, you know, we are just putting a save the date out there in April of 2023. We are going to be hosting a mental health conference.
1: Resilient Conference.
0: It's called the Resilient Conference, and we're going to put more information out after the first of the year. But resiliency has now become part of our our thinking, especially as we continue to navigate through um, the next chapter of COVID. Yes. And as I think about the year 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. and now all of 2022, we're three years almost into this period of life and lots of sucker punches
1: yeah yeah the first phase was the medical and that community trying to get their hands around it um i don't know how many phases there are but whatever phase we're in the second or third like you said we're seeing it in the mental health arena and in schools and the schools trying to mitigate against that year or two that the students were not yeah. in school on campus.
0: Yeah. And so here I am wanting to be, I want to be resilient. Yes. I want to make it to the next step or the next corner in my journey through life and through this holiday season. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm giving myself permission to be real. Like this is what's true in my life. And I want to know more about how I can continue to be resilient to navigate through the stages or steps that are difficult.
1: I think one of the key points you brought up was reality, right? You adjust your expectations. You modify what you're expecting from yourself and others. That seems wise.
0: Well, I don't want to hide from what is
1: true. I'm increasingly articulating the truth or reality as far more compassionate and benevolent than virtual reality or faking reality. You know, um, And that, to me, is part of this holiday season where you adjust your expectations. You recognize that we might need help. Um, And reality, to me, as hard as it can be, offers real hope. I I can deal with reality. I cannot deal with
0: imaginary
1: reality, if that makes sense. Right,
0: right. Yeah, and I mean, at the same time, I'm running down this railroad track of maybe the not-so-merry parts of Christmas. Yeah. There is a second set of tracks that represent the merry part of Christmas. So I can recognize the house as being decorated. Um, my daughter, Emma will be home most likely on Wednesday or Thursday ahead of a storm that's brewing around Lake Erie Mm because she she lives in New York. So she's going to come back a little earlier. And so the anticipation of her coming home, Keelan will be home on Sunday morning, flying in from Atlanta. So I'm going to have both girls for two weeks. Um, that is Mary. Yes. Um, Planning uh, Christmas Eve and Christmas morning, going to church, planning Christmas Eve with our family in Kalamazoo, which is a tradition, being with family, that's Mary. Yeah. Um, Christmas morning, just our family at our house, opening presents. I always make like a breakfast casserole. Um, Love doing that. And I just need to make the margin um, to kind of work this week, kind of work next week, and then we go into Christmas, right? Yeah. So Christmas falling on a Sunday, I've got to have all my ducks in a row. Yeah. Next week, I need to think now about next week and like don't race my way into next week busy, busy, busy.
1: Yeah. You do have to create a margin, which I think is important to resiliency and. Trying to slant the holidays on the merry side
0: of the equation. Yeah. I've got a holiday party to go to with my wife on Monday night, which is nice. Okay. That will help. Um, f- Thursday night, we go on our family annual dinner, just the four of us. Okay. We're going to go over to the Lansing area. Looking forward to that. That that leaves me margin. Something to hope for.
1: Yeah. Yeah, something to plan for. Something that um, is 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 the word energize appropriate here?
0: Maybe inspiration, um, a little dose of Christmas cheer. Okay, um, and uh, of course, movie watching. My first movie that I like to watch, which we both like. Yep. It's usually my first movie that I watch, and I usually watch it by myself. I do, too. I'll just just tuck away downstairs (laughs) and get in a beanbag, and I watch Polar Express.
1: It's a great movie, set in Grand Rapids.
0: And so as I speak it, I really probably need to make margin either this week at the right time or this weekend and tuck away in in the quiet space of my basement with my dog, Odin. And just watch Polar Express and allow there to be some real reflection on the magic of the bell. Yeah. To, I, to, I, to believe. I, I still hear the bell ringing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just the journey that we take. I think what I'm saying is, as I think about that movie, is, what's the boy's name?
1: They don't ever give you, they, they give you the character Billy. But I don't think they ever give you the main character's name. Okay.
0: So Billy is... The boy across the tracks. Oh, Billy. Yeah, he's the guy from the other side of the tracks. But you don't have a name for the boy. I
1: don't think they ever give his name.
0: Yeah. Such a cool scene when when he's asleep and he wakes up to the rumbling of his room. Right, the train. And he goes to the window and he touches the radiator, pulls his hand back and looks out and behold, this enormous freight train. Yeah. Is in his front yard, freaks out, grabs his robe, tears his pocket, marbles fall out. Yep. And he rushes out in the snow. Yeah. To this train, this massive train. And there begins the invitation of a journey. That was set up for him, his choice. You can choose to go, which he chose not to, initially. Right. And then he chooses, once the train is taken off, he chooses to risk, and he runs and hops on the train. Yeah, and
1: then the conductor, played by Tom Hanks, at some point in the movie says, one thing about trains is it all starts with getting on.
0: Yeah. You know, something along that line's... So as I'm even telling the story, I'm getting invigorated <laughs> with, with the merry yeah, part of Christmas. <laughs> it's like Billy's so distracted and so needed to jump on that train. Yeah. That's taking me on a journey. Yeah. I need to go on a journey. If you're going to get to the merry side of it. Yeah. To recognize the reality of the journey so far has been maybe tough or just busy. Yeah. Just preoccupied, but a need for letdown or just recuperation, revitalization, and to allow the essence of Christmas to wash over me. Yeah. I think you said, you know,
1: the holidays are not merry for many people for a variety of reasons or ambivalent. The families are dysfunctional or whatever. But creating what you're talking about, that margin, and putting the brakes on some of the busyness going into it, I I do think it helps us to move from the not so merry to the merry. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I've been doing, and I've I've left an Advent reading margin for my daily time in prayer and meditation.
1: Oh, that's a good idea.
0: And uh, I'm not typically... Aligned to that, but I really felt like I needed something to anchor myself to a daily routine. And so I get to read a really good perspective about the the story of Mary Mm -hmm. and what her yes meant. Yeah. When God invited her to the reality of how he would use her life with the the birth of her son, the son, the Messiah, the, the God with us.
1: Yeah. The incarnation,
0: Emmanuel. Yeah.
1: I also think too, I think it's logical to think about Mary's yes, like you're pointing out. But for the last couple of days I've been kind of focusing on Joseph's yes. And trying to comprehend what it meant for that guy. Um, Because back in that day, Mary needed help, and Joseph was that help. Mm -hmm. And just how they as a family approached that whole, you know, what we now know is, and they knew is, um, Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. That does help me personally, get to the Mary. Yeah. You know, connecting that substantial hope to this holiday. Mm -hmm. And it's not hope in family or friends or presents or money or whatever. It's, It's the hope that you have that Emmanuel, God with us, makes a difference in our day in and day out life, not only during this season, but three sixty five.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, saying saying yes to God um, comes with a a reality promise that things will not always be merry. Yes, and I think that's what Mary Mary, the mother, mother, yeah. the wife to Joseph, the mother to Jesus like she said she said yes and then the the journey began and this morning it was the reference to her visit to her to Elizabeth yeah and so cool that when she entered the house the the holy spirit fills elizabeth yeah and she articulates kind yeah. of a prophecy yeah And she stated that when Mary, when you entered the space, the baby within me, John, the baby within me leapt with joy. Yeah. And it's like in the midst of confusion and and not understanding, you mentioned Joseph, the reality of a virgin being impregnated doesn't bode well in a society like they were growing up in. No. No. No, you're you're betrothed. You're engaged to be married. Usually, women that are betrothed are not pregnant,
1: right? And he, his integrity just fascinates me against the backdrop of that culture. To your point, you know, and the faith and the trust and the uncertainty and the uh, ambivalence that they must have been
0: dealing with on some level. Yeah. I think this concept of the not-so-merry parts are real. Yeah. In the challenges of living out life, to your point, this is just a day we celebrate, but really we live Christmas and Easter kind of side by side. And I
1: think because it's a broken planet, there's always a fine line between congratulations and condolences and keeping that tension on the merry and not so merry. Not just attention, but an awareness. Like I'm aware, like with you and your loved one in the medical, that, that puts a different spin on this Christmas for you, your family, and specifically for them. He's facing surgery. I think... For for me, part of the Mary you mentioned, and this conversation has made me think about it, is I try to be aware of individuals who are struggling with the not-so-Mary and moving it from the not-so-Mary to the Mary. That, that, that's important for me to just recognize that, to your
0: point, and to validate that. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... <laughs> we often reference maturity versus immaturity in our, in our podcast time. And I, I want to stay in a rhythm of maturity that when I hear news, like I heard, or as I'm holding space with whoever I'm with, that it's okay for them to disclose what is true for them. Yeah. Like, Hey, you know, this is Christmas. Could you just, hold off on the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be merry here. <laughs> right. You're, you're like harshing my mellow. Yeah. It's all about me. <laughs> and so I, I'm learning how to mature to accept both the merry and the unmerry parts of a holiday like Christmas. So both. And I like the way you're saying that we were talking about it. I think of it as
1: attention. I keep a tension between the merry and not so merry. Um, I it's a both and, and I I I adjust my expectations and understand that they must coexist.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I always just have to trust that Jesus is going to be the the sustaining power within me that allows me to navigate through the season that I'm in, just like he did for Mary, like he was the source of the revelation and he was the source of and the power of the birth of Christ. But he sustained Mary through that whole period because things didn't get better when Jesus was born. No, people forget that. Things actually got much worse, worse for a lot of people. Yes. As as Herod being duped by the wise men upon their announcement of where is the king? The yeah. Man, the new king of Israel. And so things got really heated and bad. Yeah. After the birth of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. People were hurt. <laughs> And I think that that is a good lesson for us because Santa is not the Redeemer. No. He is, in essence, St. Nick, is a benevolent witness of the love of God. Right. In gift-giving.
1: Doesn't it say in the um, Polar Express when that main character meets Santa and asks for the, the bell... For the first gift of Christmas. The first gift of Christmas. He says, this is a symbol of the true spirit of Christmas, as am I.
0: Yes. I like that.
1: You know, and both of them point back to the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us. Mm -hmm. I think that's... And that hope in Christ... um, is dur- it's that authentic hope is more durable than the brokenness of this planet.
0: Absolutely. No question. For those who believe No question. And to believe is is really the test to stay in a position or a spirit of belief like I believe. I could say I believe. And at the same time, be dealing with the reality of the situation that's not Mary. Yeah. Yeah, you hold that intention. Does that, do you see what I'm saying? It's like. I think so. I can believe and at the same time be in the reality of the present and hold those two together. Yeah.
1: I I think that's increasingly a requirement yeah. if you're going to have a shot at getting to the merry side of this holiday.
0: Like I don't come into Christmas saying Christmas, you have to come through. No. Like I've got to have all the right ornaments. I've got to have all the right food, all the right people. I've got to have everything that's associated with the Christmas spirit. And you know, I'm on a thread and I got to have Christmas come through for me or otherwise I'm not going to make it.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think that's part of the healthy expectations on the holidays. Yeah. You know, I have a realistic, um, I'm grounded in Christ and to the degree that the brokenness of the planet intrudes on that, he just helps me deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not this magical fairy um, time of the year. That's, that's what I was trying to articulate. I think the reality is better than the non-reality or I, I don't know if virtual reality is the best way to articulate it. But I can deal with reality. Yeah. I can deal with the tension of the merry and the not so merry. Pretending that it's all merry that seems harsh.
0: Well, maybe at the most simple level, it's just I'm, I'm insulated. I've insulated myself from this for the moment in order to avoid allowing this to sink my ship. Yeah, and you know maybe that's appropriate from one person to the other. And um, hey, we're all on this journey. Yeah, and there is. The, the beauty of having, again, somebody on the journey with you that can support you in the truth of your situation, i.e., I'm going to partner this week in prayer for my loved ones. Yeah. And as I would expect them to do for me if I were in a similar situation. And uh,
1: Well, that's the beauty of a relationship because they're important to you. They become important to me, and then we enter into that partnership of prayer.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. Well, this has been a great conversation just to allow me to vent a little bit. Thanks for the therapy. <laughs> I think it's mutual. <laughs> um, it is It is just good to have a companion in, in the Christmas season. But we do hope that you, if you're listening, that you both have the, the joy of anticipation, the merry part of Christmas. And if you are dealing with a little bit of the unmerry part. May you have the strength and the ability to be able to endure each step of this holiday season. Thanks, Dr. Rob. Appreciate you. Merry, Likewise. Merry Christmas to you and Sandy. Likewise to you and, and, and the girls. And to all your loved ones. And to you who are listening, we say Merry Christmas to you, and may you be blessed in all that this season has to afford you.